The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And, uh, man, uh, we had an excellent show today. I was so happy to hear, you know, um, the young gentleman I had a chance to meet and speak with. Um, it's a formal Philadelphia Eagle. So anytime you have an Eagle guy, he's in the house. So we're going to rock the show today. Um, man, I'm going to learn a lot more about him, and we're going to learn about, you know, what's going on around the league. I'd like to introduce my guest, uh, former NFL player, Jerry Ross. You there, Jerry? What's up, James? What's up, man? What's happening? Hey, man, let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. Okay, man. You know what, man? I was thinking about this today. Somebody, the mailman dropped some mail off today. He said, how you doing? I said, you know what? It's a great day unless you were the dude that deflated the ball in the Patriots game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because I showed up. Couldn't wait to ask you today. But before we get started, Jay, tell the listeners out there, you know, a little bit about a little bio yourself, what college you came, you went to, and what team you played for. Well, I went to UCLA back in the day and uh, got drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles in the first round in 1979 at the old Veterans Stadium where if you got out of control, if you think the fans were crazy in Oakland, if you got out of control at the vet, they had a jail cell waiting for you. So back <laughs> in the day, I was at the old Veterans Stadium, uh, played six years with the Eagles there, and Dick Vermeer was my head coach, and we went to Super Bowl fifteen, which was a long time ago. And uh, I got traded from the, from the Eagles to the Raiders back in 85, and to this day, I still say that that was one of the hardest things that, that I had to do or had to deal with was being traded from the Eagles because, as you know, the Eagles fans are very passionate. Um, they love their team. The whole city of Philadelphia is a big sports city, and it was really hard for me to go, but unfortunately, uh, Norman Brayman had bought the team from Mr. Toast. Yeah. And things started to change, and we just didn't see eye to eye. But that 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 decision that I, you know that I had to make, or that we the agreement that we came to to be traded to the Raiders, it was hard to leave Philly because ain't nothing like chilly Philly. Yeah, you know what, um, Jerry, you said something kind of good. I want you to leave just reflect on a little bit, but you know my knee is not right to this day because playing on that veteran stadium, you know all that is. Explain how hard that feel was. Well, I'll tell you what, I could probably best describe it like this. I've had my right hip totally replaced, and the left one is on the way. The first concussion I ever in my entire life, well, that I can remember, <laughs> was playing in Vetra Stadium. 1979, wild card game against Walter Payton and the Chicago Bears. Walter came around the corner, and it was just me and Walter, and he started dancing, I started dancing, he put one leg there. And I went for the one leg and missed the leg because he took it back. And I hit my head on that frozen turf, that if you want to call it turf, in Philly. And uh, that was the first concussion I ever had. But playing there, you know, now that I've been out of the game for so long, it's interesting to, to hear other guys from other teams. When you mention the vet, they're like, oh, my God, worst, play, worst stadium turf in the world to play on. It was very difficult to play in there. You could be actually... You know, I know a couple of, a couple of ball players that actually got hurt on that AstroTurf without even hitting anybody. So there were some, you know, there were some scenes that were there on the baseball diamond. So it was a very, it was very difficult. It really wasn't a home field advantage, but uh, you know, but I have great fond memories of of the vets because 
they're nothing like the Eagles fans. Really, they uh, they get behind you, they support you. They are not afraid to let you know how they really, truly feel. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, Jerry, before we get to you know the other team in the NFL, just a little bit more about Philly. I mean, you know, um, they had a great team. I mean, the quarterback got hurt. What do you see? I'm, I thought everybody like, hey, Philly gonna go. You think it was Mark Sanchez or, I mean, you know, they just was up and then they just shot down. It's like, man, I mean, just. Well, I tell you, what, I live in Northern California uh, and uh, uh, beautiful wine country up here. And uh, not far from where the Oakland Raiders play, because that was the other team that I played for, so I do some work for them during game day. And I remember when Nick Foles, he came out here a couple years ago and just lit up the Raiders. I mean, that was the year, that was his coming out year. And, you know, as you know, is that you can have an explosive year. You know, people have never seen you before. They come out, they got to get used to you. Give them a year to study some film on you, and then things start to change just a little bit. You know, he, unfortunately, he got hurt last year, and, uh, you know, Mark came in, and um, things didn't turn out the way that the Eagles or the Eagles fans or the organization <laughs> thought that it should turn out, especially where the season ended, and I understand that. You know, I'm a diehard Eagle fan. I, you know, uh, hey, I, I'll always love the Eagles. I mean, the only Super Bowl I've ever been to is because of uh, my experience and the years I had with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, people say, well, what team do you like better, the Eagles or the Raiders? Because you play for both teams. I said, you know what? Those are the two teams that I watch. I'm always watching the Eagles, and um, I love my Eagles. You know, I stay in touch with Harold Carmichael quite a bit, you know, uh, and Mike Quick and Merrill Reese. And, you know, every time that the Eagles fly out here on the West Coast and they have a game, I always have dinner with Merrill and Mike and uh, Harold and, 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 and a bunch of people that, that are on that airplane. So my heart is always in, always in Chile, Philly. Last year was rough because of the year they had before. Um, you know, you get injuries. You know, you get your quarterback hurt. <laughs> you know, that's... That, that's a big one right there. And you're just hoping that you have somebody that can come in and get the job done um, the way you want it to get done. And, and unfortunately, it didn't turn out that way. You know, I think about the Eagles. I'm like this. <laughs> Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Oregon Duck. Chip Kelly, former Oregon Duck. You know, Steve asked me, said, what do you think? You think Chip, Chip would try to uh, draft Marcus? I'm like... If I was Chip, I would. I mean, who knows Chip Kelly's offense better than Chip Kelly and Marcus Mariota? <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you want a quarterback that can run your thing, it can run your show, Chip show, uh, Chip's show, uh, Marcus could do it. Nick did it. He got hurt. And, you know, we'll just see what happens. So, um, you know, I'm pulling for the Eagles, man. I, I really am uh, because – when the, when, the, when when the, when people start talking about the Cowboys, I can't stand the Cowboys to this day, man. I man. can't stand them. I've got some neighbors that are Cowboys, and they always come by my house ringing the doorbell with that damn star on their helmet or, and on their chest. I'm like, you know, if I had some animals, I might turn them loose on them, but I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I get carried away. You know how it is, man. Talking about yeah. that star, like, America's team. I said, you can pass out a, a ballot for me to vote on it, but don't let me get started, man. Let me calm down. Okay. I'm like that with you too, Jerry. I, I know you are. <laughs> I know. But you know, you said yes. You said some good things. Now I'm gonna ask you this: Do you think it's the quarterback they had the problem with? I mean, I mean, it seemed like they were doing good and winning, winning. Or you think it's the defense? Because the defense let them score a lot. What do they need to help? They need to get Nick back, another quarterback, or decent? Well, you you know, it's amazing what. When you have a quarterback that can light up the league, that can that can make defensive coordinators stay up late at night, it makes a big difference. Quarterback, if you have a uh, like the, the year Nick had when he came out was just was just unbelievable. So you always need that quarterback because with the Philadelphia Eagles, you know it it seems like as that offense goes, so do they, and and so to, to me that would be a very crucial part. But as you know, it, it's a team game. It's a team game, and being and being defensively minded, uh, I'm always trying to get the defense better. Because uh, defense is, is, is an attitude. You know, you know how it is. You get out there, you know, 
everybody's basically pretty much equal. You might have a couple people that stand out here and there, but the job is, the defensive coordinator's job is to put you in the best position that you can be in. And if I'm put in that position to make that tackle or make that interception or get around that corner and, and, and get to that quarterback, if I don't do it, then it's my, it's my responsibility. And guys have been put in position to do it. It's a mental thing. That's truly what I believe. You know, you got to want to get there. You got to want to get there and make that tackle. You got to, I always believe that, you know, when the game is over, when it comes back time for film study, I'm, I'm more concerned. I'm not concerned about the tackles that I made. I just want to know about the missed tackles or the mental errors. And to me, the game is more important to, to be where you're supposed to be and do what you're supposed to do. And, you know, there's a lot of talent out there. The Eagles, they still have a good defense, man. You know, I don't know what they're going to draft. I have no idea. But I know when on defense, you can kind of take the game into your, as far as I'm concerned, into your own hands. You take care of your responsibility. You be the man that you're supposed to be. Be the dude that they drafted and be the cat that they're paying all this money to. And don't worry about nothing else. <laughs> then if you can't get the job done, hey, like they say, next man up. So, you know, I don't know what type of changes they're going to have. I, I, I don't know, but I'm sure there, there, there will be some, some improvements because there's going to have to be some improvements because, as you know, you know, Eagles fans are used to winning. And Chip Kelly's used to winning. You know, there's a lot of guys on that team that are used to winning. And as you know, off-season is a <laughs> – you have a bad year. That's a long off-season. It's a real long off-season. I think um, the off-season is, is, is bad when you don't have a good season. It's even worse if you go to a Super Bowl and you lose. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let me, let me ask you this, Jerry. I mean, you're the three-time All-American UCLA – and um, coming into Philly first-round draft pick, how hard is that with the pressure on you to be? I mean, because you want to prove everybody you that, you know, how hard is that on, with that on you and get you adjust right away? Yeah, that's, a, that's a great question, man. That, that, that's a great question because when you're a first-round draft pick, there's a lot of expectations from the fan base, from the coaching staff. Uh, when I got there in 1979, um, like Coach Ramiro said, he told Mr. Toast, who owned the team, he said, we don't need a, we don't need a linebacker because they just drafted Reggie Wilkes the year before. And so it was not a need for a linebacker. They probably had a need for another position. But as Coach Ramiro said, that you gotta, we got to take him because he's the best athlete out there available. And I know this kid. So when I get to Philly, I'm excited to be there. First of all, I didn't feel any pressure uh, any stress, any, you know, any added stress from, um, from the coaching staff. Um, but I ran into was that, you know, I was starting to hear things, you know, people were talking about, well, Coach Ramil coached him at UCLA. He's Coach Ramil's son. He's Hollywood. He's Beverly Hills, which is all a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff that bothered me. But what I, I, what I did was I said to myself, you know what? I didn't play the first half of the season as, as starting. That happened the second half of the season against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. But Bill Berger got hurt. Legendary Bill Berger got hurt. And Terry Tatala went in to play his position. And Coach Vermeil and the Eagles staff felt that, you know, the job wasn't getting done. So they asked me to come in. And I started on a Monday night football game. That was the beginning of my career at inside backer. But prior to that, playing on all the special teams, I would bust my butt. <laughs> I was like, you know what? It didn't matter what round I was drafted in. I love playing football. These wings that I'm wearing on the top of my head, this is who I represent and this is who I am. So I, I busted my butt playing special teams. And then I remember that I remember Harold Carmichael telling me, and actually, uh, Carl Harrison was also telling me one day, he said, you know what? We sit back and we watch you. Even though you're first-round draft pick, we think it's amazing that the way that you go about playing on special teams. So I gained some respect, a lot of respect, from the older players by the way that I went about being a team player, not complaining about nothing, just getting the job done on special teams. So I knew I had to gain respect. It's all about respect, man. You got to earn respect. 
And when you come into a situation where there's a tight group of guys like we had back in those days, of course, remember, it was more about family than anything. You know, you had to, you had to work for it, and you had to earn it. And I was fortunate to be able to earn that by just playing the game of football on special teams until I got my chance to start. Even then, I continued to play on special teams. But it was all about gaining respect because I, I knew that there were some people out there thinking that, <clears throat> you know, he might have been playing favoritism. No, he wasn't playing in favoritism. No, that, that wasn't, that's not Coach Mills' way of doing it. But when you're not starting immediately and making an impact, then people start to form opinions and, you know, that's their opinion and they were wrong with it. And I had to hear some things here and there, but I, hey, every time I had a chance to play, to prove myself on a special team play, that's what I did. Well, Jerry, so we got to take commercial break. When we come back, I had a question I want to ask. I want, I want to see your response, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm real interested to see what you guys say, but this is James Love, my guest, Jerry. Jerry in the house. You in the house, Jerry? Yeah, I'm in the house. <laughs> we'll be right back. Go Philly. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And I got my, 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 my I should say, like my family. Jerry Robinson online with Eagle Putty. You had Jerry still? <laughs> fly, Eagle, fly, baby. <laughs> well, Jerry, you said something pretty interesting. I said I had a question. I'm very interested how you uh, respond to this. You know, you talk about you came in the first round and, you know, everybody was on you with that expectation. Um, two questions. First, that expectation that you had, you know, everybody using that, oh, they're young, they're supposed to do this, they should make mistakes. What do you think about that? And my second thing is, why everybody keep giving the pass to Johnny Manziel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we got enough time to take care of that Johnny Manziel question. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know what? And like you say, why does it make no difference to him? You know, you got to come in, you got to get the team respect, right? Why yeah. is it so different for him that everybody, you know, keeps saying he's young and, you know, uh, I mean, what, Jerry? Help me out. You know, I think it's like, you know, you know, Johnny Manziel comes from a... His situation is different, man. Johnny Manziel comes from some oil money. Johnny comes from a wealthy family. 
okay? And as a kid, he never wanted for anything, and he probably never had to really do much of anything. He's probably always had it his way. This is just my opinion. And he's been very fortunate. I ain't mad at the brother for that, man. And But what bothers me about Manziel is his actions off the field, and sometimes on the field too, but, you know, I, it just, it, 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 I look at him and it's spoiled, okay? I see him through college. I see him doing dumb stuff. He hadn't grown up. That's the problem. He's still a kid. Came out early. He, you know, he, he, the things about him in the news were never positive. The only thing positive you can say about Johnny Manziel is the Heisman Trophy winner. That was it, as far as I'm concerned, okay? Well, I take it back. The kid is talented. But when you come from college to the pros, you're going from boys to men. Mm-hmm. And our livelihood, we're all in this thing together. We're trying to one goal and one goal only is to stand up there and pass that Lombardi trophy around. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about the money when it's time for the playoffs. Because as you know, and for those people that are listening, everybody gets the same kind of check. They don't care if you're a 15 or $20 million a year ball player. You get the same damn check that that special teams player gets. So it ain't about the money. It's about the ring. And if your mind is not in tune with, it, with ours for that one goal, then we have a problem. And Johnny's situation, in my opinion, is he goes from college to the pros. Dude got more money to know what to do with, but he's already had money, you know. Yeah. And he didn't he hasn't taken it serious enough. But there's one thing that you know, James, and I know inside that NFL locker room is yeah. serious. Because I tell you what, if Manziel <laughs> and some of these other ball players out there doing stupid stuff that they shouldn't be doing, yeah. if they had played on a team with me, yeah. some of my teammates we would have made damn sure that we took care of the situation in the locker room. You yeah. can call it a cold red or whatever you want to call it, but somebody would have thrown something over somebody's head and they would have got beat. Yeah. That's the beginning. We need your attention. So Johnny needs to grow up, and you're going to have to because one of the hardest things to do, you know, is to let yourself down. And you can, you can rationalize, you know, I didn't play well, this and that. But, boy, when you got to turn and look to your teammates, and they know. You can't BS your teammate when they know that you aren't doing everything that you could do to help us win. Now we got a problem. That's one of the hardest things in the world to do. And that's what's going to happen to Johnny. Um, you know, he comes on TV and he, he apologizes for this and apologizes for that, but he's going to turn around and do something stupid. Dude, you need to grow up. <laughs> I don't remember you know, what the first question was, but that's my answer for that one. You're right. It gotta take a leader. I mean, like you say, y'all group. Our group. I mean, Reggie White. You wasn't coming playing around that locker room with him. I mean, nope. you got in that locker room. Reggie's about, you know, hey, you gonna come in? You gonna play? You know, seems like nobody on Cleveland. You know, because I mean, you look at it like you say, Jerry. He got more money than private organization. You know, <laughs> so how can yeah. you tell somebody? I mean, what is it like you said? It's gonna take somebody to say, hey, you're not trying to win with us. And then you know what, Dan, that's a real good point because I don't know why someone in that locker room hasn't done anything like that. Like that mess was a year ago or two years ago, whatever it was with the Miami Dolphins and all that crap in their locker room. Right. Hold on a second. You got to have, I've been around people that are real men, okay? We all have fun, da-da-da-da-da, but when it comes to taking care of business here, we're going to take care of business. And I, and I can't believe that no one has come up to maybe they have. I don't that they have they haven't done a good job of it because he would have been hemmed up and, and, and pinned up long time ago. It ain't about you, man. <laughs> it ain't about the it ain't about the name on your back. <laughs> it's 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 the name it's the team name. It ain't about you. So I you know what you you a real good point. I don't know why someone hasn't, but that's what needs to be done and the kid until he grows up, he's just gonna well, he won't be a backup, man. But he has a lot of talent. But, boy, he, he, the, the, the best talent that he has, he hasn't been able to, he hasn't been able to display it yet. Because he doesn't have to, first you've got to be humble. I just truly believe that, man. Be grateful. This is a, you know, 
uh, it's an honor and a privilege for both of us to have played in the NFL. You know, that game was here way before me, and it's going to be there. Well, obviously, it's still there, <laughs> and I'm gone. And, you know, I just I want to see the kid be all that he can be. And he's shortchanging himself, and therefore he's shortchanging his teammates. And at some point, somebody's going to get Somebody's going to do something about it. Or he'll be, he'll be on another team and, you know, maybe, I don't even know if he even cares whether he stays in the league or not because the dude's got more money than he know what to do with. But, it ain't, you know, for me, it's not about the money, man. It's about that camaraderie. It's about going through those tough times when you, when you lose a game uh, on a last field goal or you win a game from a goal line stand or, or whatever it is. It's, it's that right there because there's nothing that can ever be tasted can ever replace what it's like to be part of a team. You, you said something very interesting. It throws me to change it to another person that you got to be humble. You know, I liked the young kid when he came in. I'm like, he's going to be great and all like that. Then it seemed like he just keeps shooting his mouth off and he, oh, you know, and he had like two bad seasons. Um, RG3, RG Griffin III. You know, I mean, <laughs> what is it with him? I mean, you know, you got to be humble. You got to you're great. But you keep seeing your mouth out. I mean, teams will go after you, and then, you know, what's the way you Jack? You know what? RG3, man, he was more concerned about his brand, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not always about having something to say all the time. Uh, you know, when you're in the off season and, you know, you're hurt, and they're talking about there's a big campaign of when you're coming back, and you're this and you're that. Brother, get you. Take take the braids out your head first of all. You need a haircut. Start with that. Change your image, <laughs> and, and and don't talk so much. RGB talks way he talks way 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 too much. And if you're out there putting yourself out there, you're the face of the Washington Redskins, and your opinions are all over the place. You got to stop and think about. There's a lot of people that may not agree with your opinion, but he hasn't he hasn't done that. Uh, the best thing that he could do, man, is just. Just chill, man. Get your, get your act together, man. And go back to being the athlete that you were when they drafted you. You need to change as a person. Hey, man, you are who you are. But, hey, man, he, he had more press conference than the president of the United States. <laughs> he had a toenail. Right. Okay. All right, at seven, we got a new thing where, where RG3 was hurt uh, getting a pedicure, uh, whatever. Man, please stop. I don't care about all your business. <laughs> You're right, Jerry. It's like every time he looked around, he was doing something, talking. Like, God, you got to shut your mouth in this place, you know? Well, Jerry, you know how this is. You keep running your mouth. Somebody is planning to shut it for you. <laughs> Somebody is looking. Somebody is just dying to zip your lips. <laughs> Well, yeah, we got to take another break. We'll come back from break. We'll talk about this uh, football that um, these guys are playing around with. I just want to ask you, too, when is enough going to be enough with cheating with New England? Well, this is my thing, and um, we'll be right back, my guys. Jerry, Jerry, in the house, Philly, Philly. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I also love that sports talk. And like I said, I got a family member. You know, eight family eagles always an eagle. Right, Jerry? That, that's like, hey, man, it's like the mob. Once you get in, you can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get out. Philly cheesesteak right there. There you go. Oh, man. Oh, at nighttime. It's that Tuesday. Am I talking, Jerry? Yeah. Hey, man, I'll tell you. Hey. Tasty cakes, some cheese steaks, some hoagies, some some soft pretzels with mustard. Check this out, Dan. Now I get I get drafted by the Eagles. I'm coming from California, L.A. Get there, I'm in Philly, and I saw the strangest thing on my ride from the airport to Veterans Stadium. I'm in I'm in the limo. I'm demoing in the limo on my way to the press conference and stuff. And we're at a stoplight, and there's a dude out there on the Curve Island selling pretzels with mustard. I'm like, who in the hell would buy something from a... D-? Anyway, well, I love me some soft pretzels with mustard, but there's <laughs> just some strange things going on. I'm like, ooh. I said, a hoagie? I said, I call that a sub sandwich. Well, no, it, a hoagie's a hoagie, man. So the hoagies and, and the cheese steaks and the Italian shaved ice, man. Yeah, I miss all that kind of stuff, bro. <laughs> hey, yeah, we got to have a show to talk about the crime there. Remember Cahoops, the club right there in the hotel? Where the oh, I know, you're making me, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm getting misty. I think about it. I'll tell you what, man, I, I do miss it. I always will. <laughs> Chili Philly is part of my life, it's part of yours. And the good thing about it is, like you said, we'll, we'll always be tied in. We're always family. We'll always be brothers. Yeah. Well, let's get on back. Now, we uh, we talked about everybody else. Let's get on with this thing. I mean, we had it um, a couple of years ago. We had the Spygate thing with New England. We had the balls. I mean, I mean, I'm not too much an expert on that. Maybe you're right, Jerry. You can help everybody out. Well, this was out there. I mean, they found out they had 11 out of 12 balls inflated by two pounds. What does that for a team? Does it give them advantage or a disadvantage when they do that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, in my opinion, it's obviously an advantage because um, if I'm the quarterback, I like, uh, hey, it's just like, you know how it is, man. Before you, When you go out there to play the game, in that locker room, as you are getting dressed, you know what I'm talking about, man. People's superstitions are this and that. Your socks got to be this way. The eye black got to be. So, and as a quarterback, you want that ball to feel good. And, you know, it's been said that Brady prefers a softer ball. So it, uh, and now uh, if if both teams had softballs, then it would have been a even playing field. But it wasn't it wasn't that way. And the thing about about Belichick is that you know once you get your, once you get caught with your hand in a cookie jar, you'll always be remembered for having your hand in a cookie jar. Mm-hmm. And this situation here, as far as I'm concerned, something needs to be done about it. Seriously, needs to be done about it because. The interesting thing about this whole deflated ball thing was they found out about it at halftime, okay? They put the, they put the PSIs back in there, but Brady actually had a better second half than he did in the first half, <laughs> you know? So that had nothing to do with, them, with, with, with Indy getting beat like that. It really didn't. But the thing of it is, it's cheating. It's cheating. It's unfair. And when I thought about it, I said, you know, what they did, what the commissioner and the league did to, uh, to, to New Orleans – Oh, my God, the Sean Payton and his crew, man, for what they did and what they're involved in. I really feel that, <laughs> I just do, that Belichick, he should be suspended. You know, as you know, you can take money away from the players. You can take money. The, the fines and stuff really doesn't bother you. It, you know, there's a fine and there's money. It has a bigger effect on your wife because she can't shop as much. But right. still, the money is not the most important part. What hurts the ball players when they get suspended is that they can't play anymore. 
You're used to a routine. You're used to you're, your boys. You're used to practice. You're used to your goal line. You're used to your meetings. You're used to the donuts, whatever it may be. That is what hurts players when they can't play. Well, the same thing should be true about coaches because Bill Belichick, his life has been coaching. If you take away his ability to coach eight games or a year, well, you can't come around this facility. You can't have nothing to do with it. That would get his attention. Obviously, the first, the first situation didn't get his attention. It was a half million dollars. That's nothing. A couple of bachelors. But if you take that man and suspend him and let him sit back and reflect upon the things that he has done that has caused his life to go in this direction, that might stick with him. It might make a big difference. Hey, I used to be all over the board, but I'm glad I got so much to talk to you about. Like I said, you know, I love you, and so we got to get you back, definitely. But uh, you you told me something, taking games away. Uh, reflect on this a little. Tell me what you think. You got Adrian Peterson. He, he whooped his kid. Okay, boom. The league really didn't want to let him back this year in my play. You had um, Ray Rice. The league didn't want him. But you had... The guy that killed his friend driving, 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 Brent for Dallas back in the playoff game. He had Dante Star Wars back playing when he killed the person from drunk driving. You had Ben and all this. What is it? This not consistent with you know? Do you agree? I agree with it. You know, we can deal with as players. We can deal with punishment as long as it's consistent. But when it's not consistent, then we you know we're starting to think about okay. Well, hold on a second. Why is this that way and why is it this way? Or is there favoritism or why isn't that? And the problem is, you know, they need to be consistent with it. And I think that's what they're trying to do. That's why I said Belichick needs it needs to be suspended. Uh, but all we want, you know, if the rule is the rule and it, and it stays that way, then make it that way. Don't change, don't change horses in the middle of the stream. Just don't. Don't. So keep it all consistent. You know, uh, it's, been a, it's been a learning experience. It's been a... I open the experience to to people not only playing playing the game, but people that love the game and love to watch the game because they're feeling the same way. You know, how come this player on my team gets punished for for this, and the same thing happens somewhere else? So, you know, they always you know how this the shield and the image. Well, we they need to clean up the image, man. And they need, and right now is a great time to do it. <laughs> you just got one of the greatest coaches in the game. Least caught again, cheating. So you know you're making an example out of ball players. You made one out of a coach and his staff and some other players. But considering what has gone down this past year, what you gonna do? do? You really? Do you really believe? You want us to believe that the shield is the most important thing to us? Well, hey, a head coach that represents one of the finest organizations in all of sports. Their head coach. Look what he's doing to this shield. So what are you going to do publicly? We need to know. It's important for what's going to happen. Hey, let the dude play in the Super Bowl. Yeah, hey, they earn the right to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, but you know what? Something needs to be done, and the hammer needs to come down because if, if, it, if it was you or me, oh, Lord, they'd bury us in concrete. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. That brings up my next question that you can talk to. Um, Dallas-Detroit game. Did Detroit get screwed over there? <laughs> now, the amount of questions you ask, I got to come back with a follow-up. So, when you give me that answer, I got something, you know. So, well, what do you think? I mean, you know, and I play, I'm a receiver. I think that was the backer on him. You put your hands up. I've been seeing that call all year. Oh, I've been watching football. It has been a pass interference. Have you not seen that, Jerry? It has been a pass interference, yes. <laughs> That that answer, yeah, it was. Was that something that they did? Because you know Jerry Jones and Dallas. Because you got to look at you. That's favoritism. I don't care what you say, Jerry. But owners and their own spot, and you want to see different teams and different situations. And was that one of those situations? Well, you know what? I tell you what. Back, back. We're gonna back up a little bit. That Tuck rule when the Raiders played uh, New England Patriots. That call came so late, and it was like they were sitting up there, and the official, the official was sitting up there and said, you know what, we just got a call from the commissioner, and that Al Davis has screwed us over so many times. We're going to create the Al Davis rule, but let's call it the tuck rule. <laughs> so what happened with um, 
with uh, uh, Detroit. Dude, you gonna pick up a flag? Act like it never even existed? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me! It was wrong, totally wrong. Yes, they got screwed over. Now, here goes my question. Next week it happened to Dallas. Now Dallas kind of like a yeah, lose your game one time when they got up that play call. Here, now you want to cry. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, Loving That Sports Talk, and my guest, Jerry. You know, everybody, Jerry, drops. So don't blame me. Blame Jerry, right, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, I'm a brother. I'm used to getting blamed for crap. Go ahead. <laughs> well, well, Jerry, well, we only got a little time. We got, like, a little time before the end of the show. I got two things I want to, you know, talk about. You can talk us all out to the end of the show. But um, first thing I want to thank you again, definitely being on. And I'd love to have you on next week. So, too, if you can, you know, so I get more we to the Super Bowl, you can speak more on that. If you can, hey, I'm, man, loving I'm, loving, I'm, I'm, I'm loving the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Second thing is, I mean, two questions. Uh, first, I want to get, you know, who you think going to win Super Bowl and why. I mean, need you talk about Seattle and um, New England, you know, what you think with both teams. And the third thing is, you know, Ray Ray Ellis is the the, the man, of the, you know, of, of Voice America helped me out, gave me a show. What was it like with playing with Ray? It was great playing with Ray. I love me some Ray Ellis, man. He was one of the hardest workers and one of the hardest hitting dudes I've ever had a chance to play with. Uh, uh, Ray's like a brother, man, uh, to me. And uh, we were out there in Philadelphia together, and uh, I was hanging out with Ray. We were on the same team, and, you know, we we, we, we we just, he was having some headache issues, and we discovered he had something called clusters, man, which is very serious. And uh, But anyway, I love Ray Ellis. Love me some Ray Ellis. <clears throat> and I know you do, too. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see his brother again, man. I might have to send him some, uh, 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 what's, that, what's that stuff you put in your hair to make the, the gray go away? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I got to mess around with Ray when they was talking, like, well, hey, Ray, I probably would have ran you. He's like, love, I probably would have hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's him, man. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. He he was serious. Ray, Ray yeah. was, he was no joke, man. He was no joke. But uh, about the Super Bowl thing, man, I, I, this is going to be a real good football game. It ain't going to be, an eight, you know, you, you've heard this many times. I'm going to say it again. I'd rather be lucky than good. Seattle Seahawks are lucky. They're lucky, and that's all that matters. They got a chance to uh, defend their championship. 
it's gonna be a good football game, man. That that defense, that's, that 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 Seattle defense is no joke, man. And, and New England's defense is playing better too. So, uh, my pick, if I had to choose one, uh, I think Seattle's gonna do it. I know Brady and them are, but you know something? I I don't really know, James. I'm up here. T- I, I I don't know. I really don't know because number one, I think a, a lot of it, a big part of this whole thing, come Super Bowl Sunday. Is going to be Gronkowski. This yeah. dude is healthy. He's big. He's a beast. He loves to play the game. And Tom Brady and New England Patriots offense is a totally different animal when they have Gronkowski. So now, thing of it is, Gronk gets to go against with the best defense. I believe Seattle was the number one defense in it. In the National Football League, so it's going to be a, 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 a test of the competitive nature, and uh, it's going to be a good football game. I think Seattle, they're counting their blessings, and they understand how lucky they are to be back where they were a year ago, and um, I think Seattle's going to win the football game myself. You know what, Jerry, we got a little time. What happened to Denver? I'm, I'm well, at a you, loss with you that. You know, James, what's interesting about Denver is now that everybody knows that Peyton Manning had two issues with his legs because he did not look the same, but they did a great job of not letting anybody know that this dude was really hurt. Right. Because the Peyton Manning we saw the last four, five, six games, that ain't the same dude. Well, now I know why. You know, now I know why. So... You know, Peyton's right now, he's sitting there, he's contemplating, you know, whether to come back or not. It's not that he's dude's worth $145 million, so it ain't about money. And he's probably considering, you know, is he still having fun? Is the game still fun to him? That's what he has to come to the conclusion to. So, you know, Denver, uh, that, that's what that was, in my opinion, that it was the fact that you know, the man pulling the trigger, he was handicapped. Yeah. Well, we still got a little more time. We got the music yet, but what happened to the bear? Is it really coming? I tell you, the coaches. I'm glad you brought that up, brother. <laughs> I tell you what. You know, I played six years with the Eagles, which was great. Loved it. Always will be one. Seven years with the Raiders. Six, seven, thirteen. If Jay Cutler <laughs> had been a quarterback for one of those teams that I played with. I played for the Raiders when they were in LA. Yeah. His his demeanor, his 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 expressionless face, his attitude. Oh man, Jay would have Jay would have had a rough time, man. He would have had a rough time. You know, you have a quarterback, the leader of your team, who shows no emotion. I don't know what that is, but dude, you show absolutely no emotion. You ain't gonna be on my team. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I can't go to battle with you, dude. I can't, I can't, I don't know. And the thing with it is, there's not a coach out there that can that can make Jay Cutler's facial expressions, attitude, and the way he talks and the things he says. You can't change that. That is who he is. And that's unfortunate because the Bears fans deserve more than that, man. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. You okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it was sad to see, you know. And, and you know what, um, Jerry? Explain to people what they mean by everything on paper looks good, but it's not what you don't see. Explain to people that because <laughs> you might look on paper, hey, they should run through a Super Bowl, but you got to go perform on the field, right? Yeah. The only thing that looks good on paper is the end result of Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl 49. only thing that looks good is who won the game. When I played for the Eagles, we lost to the Raiders. It was great, it's a great opportunity and experience to be in the Super Bowl. But it's a nightmare if you lose the game. That's Super Bowl 15. I'm still talking about. But anyway, as far and on paper, we were better than they were. But it's not about what's on paper. It's about what you do on that field, and um, it's about your teammates. It's about having respect of, uh, of the guys on your team, and you respecting other people too. And you know that you're going to go through some bumps and some some hard times, but you know, you know that at least you have a team and you have teammates that will all be feeling the same thing, and you can grow out of this to become better. Uh, paper don't mean anything. <laughs> Arm strength, this and that. No, man, no, it's more than that. Uh, 
I'm not going to follow somebody who doesn't have any emotion. That's just me. It ain't happening, dude, because if it don't hurt to lose, then you're a loser. <laughs> That's just where I've always been. If it doesn't bother you that we lost, I have a problem with you. I really do. I understand we can, I understand we can fix it, but if you act like it don't mean anything, like I, like I didn't have if I'm swimming, if I'm the quarterback, you're going to get all the glory for the wins, and you've got to handle this mess when things aren't going well. And you've got to stand up. People respect you for saying that you made a mistake. And, you know, until that, but Jay, you know, his arm strength, this and that, whatever, none of that means diddly squat. It's those dudes in that locker room. If we don't respect you, we don't stand a chance. And you sure don't stand a chance. I don't care. you got $100-something million. Dollars. Well, go ahead. Then, you know. Be happy with your money because we ain't happy with you. You ain't even happy with yourself. Don't get me started. Dr. J in the house. <laughs> I like doing it. Well, Jeff, next week when we have you on, I want you to little start thinking. But I want to get a listen out there and let you talk about um, preparation for Super Bowl. You played in one. What the player is doing and how excited you are before a game and what you go through, you know, like meetings and all. So everybody gets Kevin Field. I mean, you've been there. You know, I know getting preparing for a game, I was already butterfly until I got that guy hit. But you been there, I want to get, you know, what is life that week of Super Bowl up to the game. So we'll love to hear next week. Like I said, you know, you'll be on next week, Jerry. You with me? Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I'm I, hey, I, I, I'm I'm working on it now. It's, it's an easy subject to talk about, man. Like you said, I've been through it, and uh you let me know what time and when and whatever. Give me a buzz and get off the air, man. We'll hook it up. And it's been a real pleasure being on. It's been a love, loving experience, brother. <laughs> Boy, you may say, but uh, hey, thanks again. Yeah, man. You're welcome. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Fly, baby, fly. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 